Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, and my guest here with me is Wes Melanson. Wes, what's up? Hey, how we doing, Cheese? Just living the dream. Heck yeah, Wes. So, Wes here, guys, um, he's one of my best friends, and actually, this is your, like, what, sixth appearance on this show? Yeah, something like that. I, I came on a whole bunch uh, when we're talking to during football season, so I'm glad to be back on and get to talk with you again and kind of cut it up a little bit. Yeah, heck yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to you, obviously, for, you know, being one of my first guests on my podcast. And then, yeah, even though the sports, like, episodes weren't that big, you know, I was just experimenting, you know. I didn't know any better. But, hey, honestly, they were fun at the end of the day. But I know now that, you know, I'm meant for, like, you know, what do you call it, the interview-oriented podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like, I remember it was like the first couple of weeks you were doing this. And I was like, yeah, I'll come on and talk a little football and see what happens. And now it's kind of just almost like exploded since then. So I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you, kid. Yeah. Thank you so much. And then, you know, and I was going to ask you, but you answered my question that like from your perspective, you've seen at least some improvement or how far the podcast has come. Oh yeah. That's, there's been tons of growth since the last time I've even been on and obviously since you started. So I'm really excited to be back on and be able to kind of talk about everything that we're going to talk about today. And then the cool thing about this episode with you is that this is your first time actually seeing my setup. Cause like the other episodes, it was all zoom. Yeah. And you got a, you got one heck of a setup in here. Cheese. I'm really excited to get going and, um, kind of just enjoying to see how you work. Appreciate that, my friend. So guys, you know, if you guys didn't listen to those early episodes, I've known Wes for like a long time. Like, you know, we all both, you know, grew up in the Akron area, both went to Akron Elementary, went to like middle school together, high school, but we just didn't get any close to a senior year. Isn't that right, Wes? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why we just never really hung out until the end of your uh, time at Tippecanoe Valley High School. And I've kind of just kind of hopped on and became like one of your good friends and um, I've enjoyed it ever since. Yeah, man. Like it was like literally the start, like, you know, on my senior year, like football season, me and you, Alec Tanner, and all those guys going to Dons, you know, Thursday night. Yeah, every Thursday. Every Even though Thursday. I wasn't a football player, I was a soccer player. But, hey, you guys, like, you know, kept me in, included in the group. Yeah, we had to. You're 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 one of the better times we got around our group, so we had to keep you around. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I just, you know, can't be thankful for those times. They were, like, really good times. Yes, sir. So, Wes just graduated college. Wes, congratulations. Thank you. He played D3 college football at Bluffton University, obviously at Bluffton, Ohio. Yeah. Not Bluffton, Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, nowadays, Wes is going to be a teacher at Tippecanoe Valley High School at his alma mater. Once again, Wes, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And then what will you be teaching? I'll be teaching ninth grade math, and it's going to be mostly algebra and then one uh, period of eighth grade pre-algebra. So I'll go back over to the middle school for one period during the day um, and just kind of teaching pre-algebra there and algebra at the high school. Heck yeah. And once again, Wes, congrats on everything you accomplished so far. I'm super proud of you, bud. Thank you, man. Thank you. So um, let's start out with, the, you know, the high school days, man. So, Wes, like, you know, how was, like, going to Valley personally for you? It was honestly a great experience just being able to be a part of the uh, Valley Viking family. I mean, like, you know, obviously, because you went there and it was your alma mater, too. There's just, like, a kind of a family aspect that's in Valley that I don't feel like is in very many places, even just even around here. Um, I feel like being able to kind of go through that and make really strong bonds with friends and other people and, like, mentors – all around, like, the school was a very big uh, thing for me, and I really enjoyed it. Heck, yeah. And then we talked – I mean, I talked about this in other podcasts with, you know, other Valley alumni. Like, it just seems like people outside Valley don't get how close we are. They're, the, you know, the good and bad. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was talking about, like, with that Valley family. Like, it's actually, like, 
a strong knit community. And that's something that I think was a very big part of my high school experience. I'm sure everybody else that went to Valley, their high school experience. It's um, something that not very many people understand until you're actually in it and you actually went through it. Yeah. And then later on, we will talk about those experiences, Wes. So um, obviously, Wes, you were a three sport athlete playing football, basketball, and baseball. So Wes, with that being said, you know, what were some accomplishments, you know, and what were some fun memories during, you know, your Valley sport career? I think the biggest memories and accomplishments that I can remember are mostly um, my senior year. We won the Bell game against undefeated Rochester at the time, and that was kind of like a big deal for us as football players and obviously the community as well. And also another one that sticks out to me is winning the sectional in basketball my senior year. That was one heck of a night and a night that I'll probably never forget because of all the stuff that we went back. We got police escorted back to the high school got to kind of talk to fans afterwards in the high school gym. So that was something that was really interesting and awesome for me. And that was probably like my top two experiences that really stick out to me through those three sports. Heck yeah, Wes. And then like, man, like that game in football against Rochester, you guys were like, you know, projected to lose and stuff. And then like after talking with uh, Steve on the podcast, after talking to Weaver on the podcast, they pretty much all said, dude, that was the turning point of the program of the turning point of the football program to where it is now. Yeah. Was what just, do you have to say about that? Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty awesome to hear from those guys, especially like obviously like you said, like Coach Mo being the head coach and uh, Coach Weaver being obviously the offensive coordinator. I think that's a big statement for them to say, and that's a game that really sticks out to them. I thought I think that's like something that we don't really think about much now that we're out and that, but how big of a game that was for everybody in Valley and in the Valley football uh, like organization kind of like building up the blocks because we struggled for a couple of years even like when you were in high school we weren't very good and even when I was in high school towards the end we kind of started that tide kind of shifting so it's kind of good to hear from guys like that that it was made that big of an impact and yeah we were not supposed to win that game by any stretch of the imagination that's not about the paper you know it's all about you know the momentum yep. the moment of the game yep exactly and then Wes like speaking about like Valley football during your years you you literally saw both the good and the bad. Like your first couple of years, you know, we were kind of struggling, but towards the end, like you said, you know, we were, you know, we were slowly getting to that yep. turning point. Like, isn't that crazy, man? Yeah, it was honestly like when you're when you're in the moment as like a kid playing football, you don't really even think about stuff like that until now. When I'm outside, and I'm looking back into it. It's like, wow, it really was kind of two different worlds like we were really bad and like obviously like not great as as I finished up high school but like we were starting to become better winning some games having a winning record and that was something that like even when I was a sophomore like we didn't even sniff anything close to that so yeah it was interesting and awesome to see that as we grew as a team and as a program that we kind of turned the tides a little bit heck yeah and then that leads me to my next question about talk so talking about valley football so how was it man in your four years of high school Playing for three different head coaches, man. Yeah, it was honestly a whirlwind of emotions because there's so so much happening. And obviously, my sophomore years when whole softball kind of got out, and Norris and Shriver came in, and then obviously Coach Mo. Um, my senior year was our senior junior. Year, I think we're both the head coach, and uh, I think that was just something that was kind of very hard for us as players, and or and obviously as the program. That's kind of where something like changed because there was kind of not really much of a foundation there. And then once I was starting to get out, and like you said, that the tides were turning that um, we were able to kind of turn it up because there was actually a strong foundation, a strong head coach that was there and that we knew was going to be there next year. Not that we just were not kind of not sure. But, yeah, it was definitely interesting to have three coaches in four years because, like, you just never know what was going to happen or what was going to be different and throughout that process. So did that adversity 
during that time in high school kind of like you know prepped you up for college in a way oh 100 yeah and even in college i uh, had two different head coaches um when i played football for four years and uh that was kind of something that not a lot of people experience of getting a new coach halfway through their time playing football and that was something that obviously that was not normal but like it was something that i've experienced and something that would definitely prepare me for um kind of channeling that like understanding like there's going to be changes there's going to be people that think different ways and i think that that's something that um definitely really helped me through that process in college hey man they say that uh teacher is the best experience yeah yeah exactly exactly so you know before we talk more about bu football i want to you know talk a little bit more about you know cool. high school so um what Wes, i gotta ask you out of the three sports at in high school, what was your favorite sport to play? Oh, my favorite sport to play was definitely basketball. I didn't like the practice. I didn't like to run very much. But I think that basketball is like my actually favorite sport. But I kind of don't really have the body or the mold to be much of a basketball player. So I kind of just stick with football. But I think like playing basketball and like having the camaraderie with the fellows out there was something that I kind of like really cherished. And that was something that was my favorite part and like my favorite sport during high school. Especially when, like you said, the sec- when it yeah, championship on your last year of high school. Yeah, that really helps a lot. But yeah, I thought playing basketball was probably some of the most fun times that I've had uh, throughout high school. Yeah, it was really watching you like, you know, play, man. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Like I said, I wasn't much of a player, but hey, we enjoyed it. You did your it. role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then towards the end of high school, when... And why did you end up like playing uh, football in the next level? Yeah, I kind of was just trying, kind of like chasing the dream. Like I want, like I like you know me, I'm a competitive guy, so I kind of just wanted to keep uh, that rolling, and uh, that was something that I thought I could do at the next level was play football. So I was like, hey, might as well try it. If I'm gonna go to a small school, might as well do it. And uh, kind of wanted to kind of chase that and kind of just comp- continue to compete and kind of grow and make new friends and all that stuff. So, like, uh, when you were looking for a school, like, what, how was the recruiting process for you? It wasn't, like, it wasn't anything crazy. I just had, like, Trine, Manchester, Bluffton, obviously, uh, were, like, kind of, like, the three main ones that I had. And uh, there was just kind of, like, I would have, I would get calls every once in a while. It wasn't like I was a big D1 guy. You know, I wasn't getting calls every single night or texts every single night. But, yeah, there was just guys, like, always checking in be like, hey, where's your head at? What are you thinking? Uh, can we do anything to help you? So, that's kind of something that... I went through and that like just guys texting me every once in a while and calling every once in a while. That's kind of just the recruiting process for me. So like, do you feel like you took it on your own to really, you know, go out there and then talk to colleges or did your, you know, dad support you? Yeah. Can you go more into that? Yeah. I was going to say my parents definitely supported me a lot and really helped out with my decision. Uh, they were just kind of like, you, you make your own decision. Like you do what you want to do and we'll obviously support you, whatever you want to do. But they were a big help in understanding. Like my dad would like obviously send emails to people like of my film and just kind of get my name out there a little bit more. So he was a big help. And uh, I think that it was just them being in the support system that they had, that I had um, behind me was definitely a big help and um, made me and my opportunities like kind of grow. Heck yeah. And I can attest to that. You know, they're great parents. Shout out to uh, Pat and Claudia. Yes. Yeah. Shout them out. Um, So, and then why did you end up choosing BU at the end? Um, uh, Just because it was kind of like a decent, it was a decent like uh, road trip away from home. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't too close. It wasn't too far. Um, And obviously I loved the guy that recruited me. The recruiting coach that I had, Coach Harm. Uh, was a big uh, reason I came in and also my defensive coordinator coach Ronda was somebody that I really kind of grew, grew towards if that makes sense uh, when I was on my recruiting visits that they kind of like had the same things in mind that I had for myself as a player and as like a student um, so yeah that was something that kind of just 
drew me to Bluffton was the guys that were already there and kind of just talked to me about it and talked to me through like the process through everything. Mm-hmm. And you did like make like several visits before like actually committed. Yeah. I, I think I went on three visits to Bluffton before I committed. Um, and I think I was like on the bus ride or well not bus ride, but uh, <laughs> yeah. on the drive, on the drive home uh, with my mom, I kind of already knew after my third visit at Bluffton, I kind of, that's where I kind of wanted to go. And so, but I kind of let it simmer a little bit, thought about it, slept on it a couple of nights and, yeah, that just kind of yeah. I went on like three visits, I think, before that. And then you committed. Yep. And then um, so before we go on, what advice do you have for those high schoolers? You know, in the recruiting process, what advice would you give to them? I would say like, don't be afraid to break the mold. If that makes sense, like, don't be afraid to kind of go out and branch out and go somewhere that no one, maybe no one else has heard of or went to, um, because you'll be able to make some like amazing friends and amazing people that will be around you to help you through whatever process it is. It's gonna be tough. No doubt about it. It's going to be tough wherever you go, even if it's close to home. Um, but just kind of battle through and whatever you like can get through, it's going to make you better at the end of the day. And I think that being able to kind of branch out, be your own person and just do what you want to do, I think is the biggest thing that uh, I can give to somebody that's kind of trying to go play at the next level. Heck yeah, well said, Wes. And then speaking about Bluffton Rice, so how was it at first leaving your friends and family, especially going to another state when you, you know, yeah, just your stomach going to freshman year. Yeah, I was going to say it was very, very, very hard. Um, like I said, it was a battle through and through. The first couple weeks are like the hardest week, two weeks that I've probably ever went through like in my life because you go in there and I didn't know a, like anyone. I didn't know a soul there. So that was very hard for me um, to kind of get through that. And then once you make friends, it gets a lot easier. But yeah, like that summer going into it and kind of like you're excited, you're ready to go. But then when you get there, it's just like, uh oh, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like it's a completely different world. But once you get through it, it's it me it makes everything better. It makes a big difference in your life. And yeah, I would just say like battling through that first couple of weeks is the hardest part um, of anywhere you go, really. And then like, what did you exactly do when you first got there? Was it like obviously camp or was it like an orientation? Yeah, can you explain more about that? Yeah, it was camp right off the bat, like from 7 a or 7 a.m yeah until like 10 p.m every single night for two weeks before school starts which is rough and i mean division one and other places are like a lot different because you can stay there over summer you can do whatever you want but like once you get at like a division three school for football like it's like go 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 right when you get there and it's very hard to adjust because you don't have any time to adjust and then like two or three weeks later like other people start moving in and like other sports come in. So like it, it makes it a little bit easier because it's like, you're like, okay, we're not the only people like in the world right now because like you don't see anyone, but the football team for like at least a week when you right right when you get there. And it's like hard to kind of battle through those times because it's like, like I said, it's 7am to 10pm every single day. So what was like the daily routine from that 7am to 10pm? Oh gosh. I, I can like, if you can summarize yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Summarize it. Yeah. I was gonna say, so we would go like breakfast, and then we go straight into meetings. Then we do like a little walkthrough or like a pre-practice almost with no pads on. And then we go to lunch, meetings again. And then we go practice for a couple hours, come back, team meeting, dinner, and then position meetings till like 10 o'clock. And then bedtime and <laughs> Yeah, bed, bedtime and do it all over again the next yeah, day. Man. So like, you know, how was it experiencing all of that compared to, you know, just going to like normal practices in high school? Yeah, it was like I said, it was definitely like a definitely a change of scenery for me because I was not ready for all that. Like even if you can think like you can talk yourself into it, like you're really never ready. Like even when I was a senior, like going back from my senior year of college, like I was still wasn't ready to go to camp. I was still wasn't ready to kind of move back in, 
get everything started all over again. But yeah, it's a, it's different because like you're there all day. Like it's a, it's like a job. You're like a full-time job person for like the football team for those two weeks. And like, like you said, in high school, it's only like a couple hours, three hours a night. And you're, and that's a little bit too much. You know what I mean? So, um, that's something that was def- definitely different for me and something that I had to battle through to get through like that process. Yeah. And I bet it was more challenging once like school, your classes actually started, huh? Well, I, I would honestly say it was kind of like almost not easier, but like at least you have something other than football you're doing, if that makes sense. So it makes the time go a little bit quicker. Like you still had meetings every night and practice every night and like film sessions during the day. But like after like that camp is over, you kind of almost like quote unquote made it. Like, I mean, um, so it's a little bit easier because you're battling through like other stuff with other people, not just your football team and not just like going football, football, football all the time. You have something else to get your mind off stuff. Right. And then uh, can you talk about more like in Deb, like you know, do they have a JV or was it just like varsity only in the program? Yeah, there was a varsity and then obviously JV. There was only like I think like four or five games when I was in school, like for the JV. So like there was I think ten games, eleven games, something like that for varsity, and like five or six or four, five, six for uh, JV. Yeah. So how was your playing time for the first couple years of BU? Uh, actually, so my my freshman year I played JV, and then my sophomore year I actually saw a little bit of varsity time. Um, and then my junior year, I kind of went back down because I got kind of sick during camp and I kind of struggled through all that stuff, but whatever. Um, and so I kind of like didn't play much my junior year and I played here and there sparingly my senior year. So I didn't get very much playing time, but like I said, like earlier, like it's worth making the friends and the memories and, um, experiences with everybody in there because everyone's battling through the same thing. So it's a lot easier to kind of like connect with people if that makes sense yeah you could get the support system but yeah over there yeah so before we talk about more about like you know the, the relationships right um can you explain more about like the coaches like the coaching like what happened yeah 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 so um my i think it was my junior year there was a big fight in the locker room and uh somebody got like hospitalized well multiple people got hospitalized and a lot of people got kicked out of school like i think there was like five guys that got kicked out of school and so uh, there was like an argument on the sideline, got brought back into the locker room, and there was a big scuffle. And uh, yeah, so my junior year, they, uh, the pr- uh, the president of the school, sorry, um, the president of the school came in and had a meeting with us and said, like, was like threatening to shut the program down. Like, we weren't going to play any more games. And so we're like, uh oh, this is a big deal and a bad thing that that's happened. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then after that, my uh, the head coach got fired. Um, from my first three years. And then we got a new guy, coach Nardo. Uh, he came in my senior year, brought in all new staff, obviously. Um, and kind of like got the program kind of turned around and like the cultural aspect, we didn't win very many games last year, but, uh, like the culture aspects kind of changing and they're kind of getting on the right point. But yeah, it's kind of just like you said, like in high school, like everything changes once a new coach is in, like, it's so hard to kind of adjust for, everyone that's involved even like the school like the president had to like you had to interview everybody you had to do it all through, through this process and we didn't end up getting him i don't think until like early summer or like or when maybe when spring ball was happening but yeah it wasn't much time for him to kind of like get his offense in and the new defensive coordinator to get his defense in so when we came back into camp it was kind of like we gotta like go yeah like no messing around basically. yeah no yeah. no yeah there was no messing around and the the one thing that they they that coach Nardo did um, that really helped out for us was he brought in a strength coach uh, coach Shank um, he kind of like kind of changed the program around in the weight room because we didn't really even have a strength and conditioning coach 
much of one that was like my first three years. Because after my first year, that guy that recruited me, Coach Harm, he was a strength guy, so he left. So then it was kind of just like thrown together here and there. And so, yeah, it was like it was that was probably why the program kind of struggled. But, yeah, they, they brought his he brought his own guys in, kind of turned it around, got us ramped up. And so hopefully they're getting back on the right track this year, too. Yeah, kind of like uh, how Valley, you know, you, you went to the bad, but as you guys left Valley, um, you started to see some good. So it kind of like yeah. it was like a kind of like a parallel thing to yeah. be you, huh? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like you said, like the tide, you can definitely tell like everything's changing to a better way and a better like idea from when I got there originally. Yeah. So yeah. And then like, can you explain more in depth like about how our, how challenging it was when the defense coordinator put in a new system? Because you can't. It's not like you don't expect to get the whole system overnight. Right. Yeah. That's that's a very thing that like people don't understand very much. Like until you get into it, is that like from college to high school, it's completely different. Like we run like base stuff all the time during high school, and then you have like checks personnel differences everything else when you get to college even at the division three level but yeah that's like the hardest part for me was like the verbiage if that makes sense so like the language you speak because it's a completely different language like you would be like like you can't just call like a three by one set like you can't just call it like three by one like it's like texas or texaco like depending on if there's a tight end or not there's there's so much stuff that goes into it and there's like obviously like the front the fronts are different like we were in a three-man front and then we were in a four-man front and then we went back to a three-man front so it was very hard to kind of grasp what was happening and then at towards the end of um my senior year we ended up running like a three three stack so it was kind of like one middle linebacker which was me and the inside and like the defensive ends were playing four eyes, which is like inside, like on the, in the C gap or a B gap, B gap, sorry. And then, so then like the nose kind of pick which way. So it was, it's very hard to like understand the differences of the things. Like they're all kind of similar, obviously like it's defensive football, but like understanding the verbiage and understanding your assignments is the hardest part. And it does not come overnight. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of film. It takes a lot of studying to be able to understand kind of what your coach wants from you. Did you eventually like, you know, find your groove in that new system later on in the season? Yeah, I think so. And that was kind of because mostly like as a middle linebacker, you would have, you, you were as that three, three stack, you were kind of more, more of a downhill player. And I mean, I don't play I didn't play in space very well because I'm not very athletic. So that was that made it a little bit easier to just be able to kind of like, okay, you see a gap open, you can just go. Like we're not accounting for you in the pass game as much as what it would be in the other off our other defenses that we originally played my first couple of years. So yeah, thinking that like I was a run guy, like more of a run stopping guy because like I couldn't move and couldn't cover anybody. But that was kind of like where I kind of understood, okay, I can just go, which was very good for me. Okay, what's your position again? So, you know, the audience knows what like what position you played at BU. Yeah, oh, sorry. I kind of forgot about that bad or bad. Mike linebacker. So it was like there's a Mike, Sam, and a Will linebacker. And I played Mike, which was like kind of inside and kind of like more of a like a run-stop person, mm-hmm. not playing space very much. And then like, you know, what was, you know, the best thing being on the field, being on the college field compared to the high school? I think just being able to be around like different like personalities, if that makes sense. So like there was a lot of guys that definitely weren't from like where I was from. Obviously there was nobody that's where I was from that was out there. So um, it was interesting to kind of see how they played and kind of how they like moved around and you had to understand them. I think that was kind of just understanding their personalities and how they play. I think that was the biggest thing that I learned in on the field. And it was kind of fun to see like how other people get around, move around, how they make calls, how they talk on the field, stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy how it's really a difference between um, 
high school and in college. It really is, yeah. And the reason why I like ask, I mean, I asked you about like you know how in depth about the coaching, how getting used to a new system when it comes to coaching changes. I hear like the NFL players complain a lot in the NFL level. It's like, heck, that's hard. I bet it's hard for college as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, obviously, the NFL that's their job, and that's it's more in depth for sure. Like, I'm not saying that it's close to even the same ideas, but. Yeah, like when you're a college kid, it's very hard to understand and adjust like on like a snap of a finger, honestly, because like it there's so many turnarounds and it's so quick that you have to just keep going. But yeah, like the NFL stuff, like some of that stuff is crazy to me, like all the names for plays and schemes. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, especially like if you're on a bad team, right? And then they always have to learn a new system. What, every two years, if not every year? Yeah, I would say because it's a... It's a win now. It's a win now gig. Like, you know what I mean? Like an NFL head coach, like if you don't win like this year, you could be in trouble. You know what I mean? Even if you've had success all in previous years or even if you're a first it year guy, matter, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's one thing that I wish that some like because that's kind of how it is, I guess, for at Bluffton. It was like he, the guy that was there before uh, Coach Nardo, which is the new head coach at Bluffton. Um, I think he was there for like four years, but like he was struggled to win. So he like he got the boot. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just how it goes. But it's so hard at that level, especially because it's hard to get guys to come in, honestly. Because Division Three, it's not it's not anything exciting and completely honest, to be completely honest with you. But like if you can get guys in and you can win games, like you're gonna be around for a long time. But if you're not, you're not gonna be around very long. Right. Um, so can you go more in depth but like well maybe not fun like d3 i mean yes it's fun but what made it not exciting as you were playing d1 football yeah i was gonna say i think that definitely because of like kind of the atmosphere probably like game days like there wasn't very many people there at all so it's hard to kind of just keep coming back over and over and over again and like no one knows like no one knows who you are really like I mean, everyone knows everyone at Bluffton, but like it's just like, oh yeah, he plays football. Like it is, it's cool. But like you're not like Caleb Williams walking around USC and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's a high school. Asking picture for pictures. exactly, yeah. 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 So it's like a completely different world, and it's very hard to stay motivated because there really is no like like good thing about it. It's just that you ha- you want to play and you want to continue to like work hard with the guys. So that's right. kind of what keeps you going. And then I bet you saw like a lot of people, you know, slacking on the academics or just quitting. Oh, just- yeah. Quitting the sport itself. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. Like, I think we came in. My senior year, like, we had 20 guys, I think, roughly. And I came in with 150. Wait, so, yeah. In the defense itself? or the No, whole? no. The whole, like, the whole team. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's kind of crazy like, to think about. It may, it might not have been 150, but it was, like, over 100 guys that came in my my recruiting class. Cause they okay, needed, yeah, it makes sense. They bad. needed yeah. numbers. Yeah, they needed numbers really bad when I got there. So, they were recruiting a bunch. And so, yeah, they just drop like flies. And if it's even just like quitting the sport or like you said, like academics, like they don't keep you around. Like the school like can't afford to keep someone that's not going to go to class, not going to do their work, going to get bad grades because it brings everybody else down, if that makes sense. So like it's very hard to kind of slack academically at a small school like that and stay around just to play sports. So let's talk a little more about the relationships you made, Wes. So, you know, like, like, you know, I remember you – Telling us, like, guys, that you were struggling for a bit, but eventually, you know, you found the right group of friends. So tell me more about that, how you eventually found your group of finding, you know, some good friends that you're still friends with to this day where you can say to yourself, man, these are my new set friends for life. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, like you said, that first couple of weeks, you just don't know who your group is or what you're going to do, so it's very hard. But, yeah, I found, like a, like, a good solid group of, like, 10, 15 guys that, like, are, like, 
my brothers because like we went through the same things we battled through the same things we can like we hung out every single weekend for four years like straight not i obviously when school's in not like in the summertime but but in the summertime you got you did eventually you know yeah 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 i would go back to my friend uh td's house and uh uh, I'd go to his house and kind of hang out with them. And yeah, I got a couple really good guys, like good friends that are uh, a little bit older than me too, that we kind of keep in contact with. So that's something that is definitely the big like upside of division three is that building those relationships and having like like best friends from college, because like, I feel like if you go to a big school like that, you can kind of miss out on that. You don't always miss out on that, but like, it's very easy to make friends at a small school like that and like your friends like till like the end of your days because you guys went to the same thing you kind of mean like the same thing to each other so that's something that definitely like was strong part for me at school and then would you say that the friends you made there was probably the top reason why you stayed at Bluffton all four years besides quitting the sport or leaving the school itself? Oh, 100%. There's definitely times where I went through and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I should have just went to IU, should have went to Purdue, something like that. Right. But, like, yeah, I made a pact with my roommate, which I told or said earlier, TD. Um, they were like, hey, we're going to stick through this. We're going to graduate together. We're going to live together, and we're going to get through this together because he wanted to leave too. I was like, we can't, we can't do this. Like we came here to get through it. We came here to play football. Let's do it. Let's do it together. And then we kind of battled through, but yeah, if it wasn't for my friends and me being so close with like a lot of those guys, there's no chance I would have finished all four years. So how was it once you graduated you, uh, to the people you made the pack with, how was it saying like to each other? Hey, we freaking did it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. There was a couple of sheer, our, uh, uh, tears shed with, uh, me and TD because like, we just knew how much it meant to both of us because like in, he lives like four hours away from us. So it's very hard to see him all the time. But, uh, yeah, it was very, it was very emotional and very powerful to just kind of see like the brothers that brotherhood that you made with a lot of guys, because like we made a pact, we wanted to stay together. We wanted to kind of battle through this. And so, yeah, going through that and on graduation day, it was awesome to see like everyone kind of completed and succeeded everything that we really expected that we could do right. at the beginning. So yeah, that was an awesome uh, experience for me. Yeah. Cause like you said that, you know, that stuff, even being a student, I mean, even being a regular student in college is like hard. Like yeah. tell me, how do you, how do you think you overcome, you know, being a student athlete? Cause you know, I remember you were being, you were in the Dean's list at times, if not every semester, which congratulations. Thank that's you, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I really took academics very seriously actually, because that's kind of like, I wasn't, I like kind of some when you get to like those big schools, like sometimes they like say this line, like I didn't come here to play school, but I was like, for me, I'm done playing football in three, four years, whatever it may be. So I was like, I'm going to do like the academic work and like, I'm going to succeed in that because that's going to be a bigger part of my life in the upcoming future. But yeah, being able to time manage yourself and like understand like, okay, I can, I can sit here and watch a movie tonight or I have to do homework tonight. Like it was very hard to kind of like understand that. And once I, once I ended up staying like um, committed to my academics, it was, it made it a lot easier to kind of have free time during like the weekends. Like I would work like vigorously, like two to three hours a night on homework from Monday through Thursday. And I wouldn't do homework like Thursday, Friday. And I would do like a couple hours on Sunday because I was, I'm an education major obviously, but like we had so much like, lesson plans to do and extra stuff like just busy work that we had to do 
Um, so that was something that I kind of struggled with at first, but understood that, okay, I need to work on this because this is the bigger part of right. this school and my experience. It's only here. temporary. It's not like you're going right. to be doing school all your life. It's like right. that movie, that TV show, it's going to be always going to be there, Yeah, but there's going to be a due date for this Correct. certain yeah. assignment. Yeah, that's a great way to look that's, at it. That's how I looked at it as being like a regular student back when yeah. I was at Purdue. And the same thing, sorry to you know yeah, cut yeah. you off, but yeah. like I kind of had the same mindset as you. Like I would go like, or the same routine as you. I would go full send from like Sunday night to Thursday afternoon on the homework. So I would enjoy the, you know, Thursday nights to like, yes for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great way to put it. And that's something like, like you asked for like, what's like, um, kind of something that you would kind of reach out to like younger kids. And I would tell them that cheese. Cause that was, I've never even thought of it that way, but like, that's always going to be there. Like that TV show is always going to be there. That movie is always going to be there. Mm -hmm. But like, like that stuff is due. Like if if it's due on Sunday night, yeah. like it's like you have to turn it in or you're gonna get a zero, and that's gonna hurt your grade that's bad, and it's gonna kind of like take you out. So that's a great way to look at it, cheese. I mean, I guess I've never shared that with anyone to now. Honestly, that was my mindset the whole four years of my college, and look it's look what great, happened. Yeah, it's a great mindset, and obviously you succeeded so well. So Thanks. that's something that um everyone should kind of do if they're going into college or doing school right now that you should definitely focus on your academics right. and then the big and the second the second thing of all is that if you don't pass this class or if you have to retake that right. that means you lost money yeah and then you know college is obviously not freaking cheap yeah that's that was the main thing for me too is that like i'm paying to be here basically like i'm paying to play football almost so i was like i might as well get an education and understand that okay i have to do this i have to pass this i have to do this because if not, it's just like you said, a waste of money. So. Right. And then, can you clarify this for me? I know this may be a stupid question, but Division Three doesn't give out scholarships, right? Yeah, for sports they don't. But you get like I got a whole bunch taken off for like academics, like so like it they help you out a little bit. Like I mean, not a whole lot, but like it's still really expensive because it's private. At least Bluffton's private, so it made it like so much more expensive to go there. But like they take off quite a bit off of your kind of original whatever right. grand it was to go there. But it's better than nothing, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. I'll take what I can get. Heck yeah. So back to, like, you know, the friendships, right? So I, I, just, I remember, like, it just seemed like you had a good time off the field as you did on the field, like, going, like, doing those activities with your friends. Like, I remember seeing on your Snapchat stories, like, playing intramural basketball, going bowling on the weekends, you know, or just going out to the bars once you guys reach 21 and over right right yeah i would say that's something that we really enjoyed is like intramurals and mostly basketball and bowling so i'm gonna brag here for a second two-time intramural bowling champ um and then but basketball we weren't very good because it's just a bunch of linebackers and defensive linemen playing against like skill players so we had no business being on the court together but it was it was always fun to get out and run around with the fellas one last time and uh but yeah uh intramurals was something that we always did and we always kind of looked forward to and also like you said like going out um going to different places kind of trying them out uh like different bars i've never heard of and um, like my roommate and I would always go out to like, we'd go to like a winery every once in a while. And, uh, so that was something that was really fun for me and just being able to experience it with the guys. Um, it was kind of like, it's unbeatable. So, yeah, it was like a new scenery as well. You were getting yeah. like new perspectives and heck you're probably being more and more people along that way too. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like the, usually like the people that you like kind of gravitate towards are like people like have your same interests and have like kind of like the same ideas as you. So that made it a little bit easier that you're hanging out with guys that are a lot like you and kind of being like a squad almost because 
like without without people to spend it with and have time like enjoy times with like what are you doing like you can't just all do it by yourself there's you like know no I mean? purpose or yeah. no motivation right yeah exactly so um i was gonna oh yeah and then football sundays you tra- cherish with you oh, know, yeah. with the bu boys yeah oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i i'm kind of a lunatic when it comes to eagles football i have to sit in my chair wear the same outfit every single yep, time and, yeah and then uh and so my roommate kind of was like shocked like the first couple of weeks we did it and then he kind of got into it a little bit but he got into the routine yeah he, he understood he understood what yeah. i needed from him and he, and so uh yeah we we kind of we'd order pizza every once in a while maybe make some breakfast like a late breakfast and uh, but on a budget on a on a budget <laughs> on a budget oh man 100 percent. but yeah we i would love watching football with those guys and um the one of the times where I remember most was the Cincinnati Bengals uh, Super Bowl run. There was a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans because it's in Ohio, obviously. Right. Yeah. And uh, there was guys like living and dying every single weekend of like how the Bengals did, how Joe Burrow did. They were like, dialed in that. Run. Oh yeah, they were. Oh yeah, and that's kind of like me this past year with the Eagles. Uh, oh, everyone, yeah. everyone kind of jumped on the back and kind of just like pushed me forward because I would be down in the dumps every once in a while, and they'd be like, "Dude, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl." I'm like, "Yeah, true." So like. It was just kind of like, just like having the camaraderie with the fellows, just kind of uh, like the banter between back and forth was something that I'll cherish forever. Yeah. I mean, Wes, I was, you know, I'm really happy that, you know, you made a good set of new friends. Of course, you know, you have every right to be happy, make new friends because that's the new chapter of life. It's it's part of life that you're meant to meet new people along the way, whether, you're, you know, no matter what, like, you know, whether you go into the workforce, to college. So I'm really happy for you, Wes. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a battle at first, but I'm definitely glad of the friends that I made at Bluffton and um, kind of grew together. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely best friends. A lot of best friends from are from college. Yeah, and, and heck, um, you know, hopefully someday I get to meet them, uh, you know, at your bachelor party or your wedding, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's hope, I, that, let's I, hope that that eventually happens, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. But, yeah, you're a good guy, Wes, you know, and you know how to find the right friends, man. Yeah. Yeah. I try. Like, like I told you earlier, like everyone, like usually for the most part, you gravitate towards people that are like a lot like you and exactly. have the same interests. So I think that I made a very good call of my friends at school and uh, understand that they're kind of with me. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then uh, Wes, I got to ask you. So during your, uh, during your time of Lifton, right, you, you started a podcast with your friends. So tell me more about that. Like, how was it doing a podcast? Because honestly, Wes, with you doing this podcast with your friend, Joe, um, it, that was kind of like the last piece of the puzzle to me to where I, I said to myself, okay, if Wes can do a podcast, why can't I? And then that was my master. That was like the, what do you call it? The end like, like your light bulb kind of went okay, off. Yeah, was that was, like, yeah, that was my light bulb to like go and do it. Yeah. That, well, that's good to hear cheese. Um, but yeah, I had a podcast with uh Joe Yule and we went through like this company, like believe land media. And, uh, it was called like the mic drop pod. And we kind of just talked sports and it kind of was just thrown together. Like, at like a like a drop of a hat really we kind of were just like okay like he's like would you want to do a pod i was like sure and like i didn't think anything of it and then a couple of weeks later he's like hey we're, we're gonna record and like probably later this week i'm like record what he's like the podcast i'm like oh sure yeah. so like it, like you have more plans you have more of a layout you have more of a like structure to it we kind of just sat down in a dorm room just started talking so i'm um, really proud of how you've kind of battled through like understanding and learning this a whole ordeal and uh but yeah that i'm glad that i could help you out and kind of make you go towards the podcasting world no problem and you and joe did like a really good job at you know doing the podcast when you guys could and you guys were like really consistent you guys like were like what dropping two episodes a week and yeah it was like a good routine you know to listen 
to it during work on like what Mondays or Wednesdays or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some I forget exactly what we did. I think we were doing two two times a week, and uh, but yeah, it was kind of it was very hard because we were both played football. So it was like yeah. we played football, we had school, and there'd be sometimes he'd be like, "Let's record." I was like, "Dude, I got homework tonight." I was like, "I'm not gonna drop my homework right. for that." So, but once again, going back to sacrifices. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, but yeah, it just ended up not working out because he ended up moving away and not coming back to school. So we kind of just kind of dropped it for. Um, for now, but yeah. Yeah. And then you guys were at, like at 28 episodes or 30, something like that. So you do have some podcast experience. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, just a little bit of a podcast experience. I don't, I don't know how to edit anything. I don't know how to do any of this, but yeah, we kind of just sat down. Like I told you, like we just sat down and kind of chit chatted about sports, what was going on. And it was mostly baseball time when we did it for the most part, baseball and basketball. Yeah. I was going to say you guys did it at a good time. Cause it was like towards the end of the Super Bowl, heading into the draft. But I think we're it, in my opinion, where you guys peaked that was like, you know, March Madness. Yeah, that's well, that's what I like the most. Like, that's like my favorite time of the year, really. Yeah. Like, in all reality, like, like I don't care about like spring, summer, fall. I'm just like March Madness. Like, that's what I want to be. That's what kind of I want. I like to talk about and uh, go experience. Because actually, I went to March Madness this past year, watched your Purdue yeah, Boilermakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went that's down. Awful. We went down to Columbus. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine that are really big. Uh, uh, basketball fans so that was an awesome experience and i kind of hope to kind of make that as a tradition with those guys that um obviously from school so another group of friends from school um that i can just kind of like we can go to march madness every year and kind of see what happens we go to a session or two and yeah. um, kind of just watch basketball it's like a new tradition like you said and the fact that you guys are graduates and now yeah. making bank now. yeah i wouldn't say all that now cheese <laughs> but yeah um yeah now that we're kind of out and about trying to figure it out so um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get around. I think the final four, the second round is in Indy this year or something. Really? There's something like, there's like, it's not the first round. The first round's not in Indy. And I think they were wanting to come up to us and kind of watch that in Indy. So I'm excited. It hits different when you're watching basketball in the state, man. True, true. And 49 other states, just basketball, uh-huh. not Indiana. And then like us going back to like this, like, you know, to the podcast, right? When you, so since like, you know, it was called uh, the Mike drop podcast, right? So like we said, as you guys hear hearing this, you guys can tell, you know, that Wes's podcast was like a sports oriented podcast. I was thinking about this like lately. Um, it's kind of hard to do a sports podcast when you have like, you know, a part like when you have a full time job or you're a full time student. Because I feel like sports podcasts, if you really want to like do one successfully, you have to do that stuff like full time, like part of my take. Because yeah. one, it takes a lot of research. And number two, like you have to post your episodes right away because like stuff like that can get outdated real quick yeah that's that's one thing that that you hit right on the head cheese is that like like you can talk about a baseball game like you can talk about like the all-star game this that happened just this past week and like you can talk about that and like next week everyone's like why is he still talking about the yeah. all-star game because you didn't post it right away you know what i mean so yeah. but that's one thing that part of my take does really well is that they post three times a week and they record like that night like at like midnight like oh. they're finishing out and then they put it out at 6 a.m and they're consistent and consistent three times a week um so yeah that's one thing that is very hard about a sports podcast and um because it like you can't just go back and listen to something like you can but it's just like it's, why would you it's really? not relevant yeah exactly it's like watching the super bowl record on dvr exactly yeah yeah exactly so like it doesn't really make much sense because you already know what happened yeah so that's what like you said it was very hard for us to kind of because we would record like a day before and then they would get like post like two days later so it was like by that time, new stuff has happened in the sports world, and I was just like, I don't really understand why this has happened. Especially you know I mean? in March Madness. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, like- March Madness is like the biggest time because obviously there's games going nonstop. Mm-hmm. 
And so like if you would record about like a like a Yukon Duke and then like something else happened in a different game, like you know what I mean? So like it's very hard to kind of like keep on with that, especially if you're not doing it like producing it yourself or editing it yourself because it's very hard to put it out the same day right. and make it make it relevant for everybody. Yeah, like you would need like like I said, you have to be full time on that or have a good team around you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and exactly. that's why I quit doing those uh, sports oriented like you know podcast um episodes on my podcast just because like you know everything I will pull out would be outdated and just seemed like no one enjoyed those but you know like i said i learned from it and i you know what i'm saying i'm happy to do you know the what do you call yeah, it the, interv- interview, the interview yeah the interview i think this is like the one of the better ways to do a podcast honestly because even like even when you listen to those like sports podcasts they have interview like they put interview like ease on there so like it makes it a lot easier to kind of have different content that you can put out and uh understand that okay like if there's not nothing to talk about in sports world we can like put out an interview with somebody we can do this we can talk to this we can make a video of this so i think like being in this space is like the best spot for you yeah especially you know with me having a full-time job it's like you, we can hear like this interview can be, can still be relevant because you know we're talking about good you know lessons you know making sacrifices or you know finding good friends later in the future you know exactly 100 percent. so it's not like you know we're talking about yeah the cubs just lost because the card <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah 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 and that's that's what's the hardest part about it cheese is just making something that somebody else likes you, you know what i mean yeah so it's like once you can find it you should might as well stick yeah to it. it took me like a good like uh 15 episodes to like say to myself okay i meant for like the interview oriented podcast and i think to be specific with you wes i think it was the jen backus one was like okay i'm meant to do this gotcha. yeah, she did a heck of a job hey shout out to jen shout out jen so wes uh back to sorry we <laughs> off topic but back to uh bu so man wes like what was the biggest thing you took from your overall experience at bu oh the biggest biggest overall what do you say sorry experience experience yeah. i would say like not to just put it down to like one thing i would say just like the weekends like being able to kind of like hang out like just kind of let loose a little bit. Like it wasn't like we weren't doing anything crazy. Like it wasn't like frat parties or anything, but it was just like guys sitting down, having a couple beers, talking about the week, kind of seeing what's happening, talking about everybody's lives, just seeing what's what's everybody up to, what's everybody thinking and where's everybody's heads at. That was kind of like the biggest thing for me and like the best experience for me, like just sitting down and playing a game with Euchre, kind of having a little banter back and forth, maybe putting some money down. Uh, that's something that kind of like I'll cherish forever, just kind of just hanging out with the guys and just kind of like talking because like for my group of friends like we didn't really like talk very much like if that makes sense like we would talk like be like what's up like how you doing like whatever but like we wouldn't like sit down and have like conversations but like on the weekends we could because we, no one had anything else to do like you know what i mean so i would say like the experiences that i kind of take most from bluffton is um the weekends and um experiences with the guys heck yeah so I, wes i really love what you had to say you know your experience you know making good relationships having finding new hobbies to do uh, making new memories, right? Yep. But did I miss out anything else on the football part itself before we, we move on? No, I think you're good. I think you hit it right on the head. Just kind of just understanding that you got to battle through everything that goes through and it's not going to be easy. You just got to keep going. So, yeah. Heck yeah. And like, you know, everything happens for a reason, man. Everything happens for a reason. So let's talk about the next chapter. So you once you graduate, how'd you like end up, you know, get landing a job at Valley at, the, at your alma mater? Yeah, so it was kind of a little bit of um kind of like a like almost like a roller coaster ride because i was kind of nervous like the last couple of weeks of school i was like i need to find a job i need to find a job now i um, if i graduate without a job i'm gonna be like i'm done for like i can't think of anything else so i ended up actually taking a sixth grade math position in fishers and uh that was like the last week of school i took that and then um 
uh, I went through like everything for them, went through that process, uh, signed my contract, was ready to go, found an apartment, didn't sign a lease or anything. But, um, so then I got a call like a couple weeks into the summer. I'm working obviously outdoor maintenance right now, um, for my summer job. And I got a call from, uh, Tipping Valley's principal, Mr. Kreska. And he was like, Hey, would you like entertain the idea? He's like, I know you're already going somewhere. I've heard that. Uh, would you entertain the idea of if we had a math position open, would you kind of like sit down with me, talk to me, see what you have to do? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Like not thinking anything of it. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like I'll just sit down with them to kind of just sit down and have a conversation. And then a couple of weeks go by, we have that conversation. It goes pretty well, obviously. And, uh, and then he's like, I'll call you in the next couple of days. And if I don't just go, go to Indy, do what you want to do. But he's like, if I call you pick up and I'll see what I can do. I was like, all right. So, and then he eventually calls me, says there's a math position open. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, let me talk to my parents. Let me sit on it for the weekend. Um, talk to a couple of like outsiders, like people from Bluffton, like my former boss called her, uh, got her input, got my friends inputs. Um, and cause like, obviously my parents were like, yeah, you have to take the valley job. You can't, you can't, you can't, leave. yeah, exactly. Being biased. So I just kind of like wanted to have like an outside, um, perspective. outside perspective. Yep. And, uh, so yeah, I ended up deciding to stay at home for a little bit and save some money up and yeah, took the valley job. Heck yeah. So, honestly, isn't that crazy? You know, you would not, like, back your senior year, you wouldn't think, yeah, I'll be back here. Oh, no, never. I was always like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to kind of, uh, like, fly my wings, whatever you want to call it. Like, I was going to do anything and anything, but not to come back to Valley. And then this opportunity came out, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it and see how it goes. So, man, like, honestly, man, how are you feeling about this upcoming year? Like, you know, your first year, your alma mater, and yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very nervous, but I'm also really excited because, like, I have, like, like I said earlier, like, Mr. Kreska and, like, the support staff at Valley is, like, very good, and I know who those people are. So, like, I know that they're going to help me in the most way that, that I can get because, I like, if I was going to go to the school in Fishers, I wasn't really sure, like, about, like, if they had the best intentions, whatever. But, like, I know here that they definitely do, and they will help me get through whatever I needs to get through to be able to be a successful teacher. But, yeah, I'm excited, a little nervous. Like, um, I'm kind of like freaking out a little bit of how I'm going to do lessons, but I know like the math or the math program and like the math department at uh, Valley is going to be able to have uh, a lot of great teachers to kind of help me through this like learning curve. Yeah, I think you're going to do a great job, man. Obviously, it's not going to be easy. You're going to make, make mistakes along the way, but right. that goes with every new job, no matter what occupation you're at. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's going to be kind of like even to go back to like like Bluffton, like moving in, like that's like I'm moving into a classroom basically. So like, I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to it like right now. And if, even if it doesn't work out at first, like those first couple of weeks are going to be very tough. I'm not going to really know what I'm going to be doing. So being able to kind of adjust and learn from those uh, experiences is going to be something that I think is going to help me in the future for sure. Heck yeah, man. And then isn't it going to be crazy that, you know, you're going to know some high schoolers like Lydia. You're like, you know, yeah. you've been through you know, their house so many times. Now you're, yeah. you know, seeing her in the hallway every day. Now. Yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be different for sure. Like I helped with uh, the weightlifting program, the Viking Strong uh, last week or two weeks ago. And I've just seen all those faces. I'm like, man, I'm going to be in the, in the same school as these kids now. It's kind of crazy to kind of think about. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of build relationships with everybody and kind of help all the students like grow like uh, emotionally, physically, and uh, mentally, obviously. But yeah, I'm excited to kind of like build relationships with everyone and uh, with even the staff and uh, everyone that's going to be going through the classroom. It's going to be interesting to see how it is on the other side, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting from not seeing it from a student's perspective. Cause right. you know, when you're at school, you're just like, dang, I don't want to be here. 
And like, obviously that this is my job now. So like, I have to be here. So I'm going to try to kind of make that as much of an enjoyable experience for all students that I can. Cause you could relate to those. Students. Yeah. Like you were literally in that seat yeah. in the same room. I think that's what's going to help me out a lot is just being able to be relatable with students and uh, kind of help them through whatever it is that they need help with and uh, kind of hopefully guide some people to want to do teaching and kind of want to become somebody like me really mm -hmm. yeah man this is awesome and Wes like other than teaching what other things you're looking forward to or any other events you're looking forward to in this new chapter of your life yeah I'm just looking forward to kind of growing right now I'm not like locked down to anything like of extracurriculars like I'm not like coaching anything right now um, and I kind of just need uh, to kind of get my feet under myself first and kind of understand if I can do this and I can ha add stuff onto my plate. So I'm just kind of looking forward to kind of just growing as a person and as a like as a teacher, because like that's all I know right now is just to be able to keep going and keep grinding. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hey, but I do know for dang sure was <laughs> you're more focused on golf, trying to get better every day. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm on the golf grind right now. I'm kind of addicted, but I'm not very good. So I'm just battling through that. But I'm just get improving every day. I'm not working as hard as you. I can tell you that cheese is the hardest working guy. I know when it comes to golf, um, but I'm kind of just trying to get my swing, right. Be able to dial in the putter a little bit. The flat sticks not been helping me recently. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm dialed into the golf game for sure. I'm like, I'm addicted bad. I uh, no, Wes, honestly, like every time I golf with you, it just seems like you do get better and better. You know, yeah. it's like the most humble sport ever. And I think 10 years ago, if you asked me about the sport, I will, I will say I hate golf, but dude, no, I just, Something got me into golf, and then, yeah, it just humbling. I just love it, love it every day more. I would say it always takes just one shot to bring you back, yeah. and that's what I that's what I was telling. Uh, I was talking to uh, actually a student like Wes Parker. He was at the golf course the other day when I was there, and I was like, I just wish I could have golfed in high school. Like you know what I mean? Like I just wish I could go back and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna golf because like then you would be better now. But like obviously things happen for a reason. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm dialed into the golf game right now, and I'm excited to kind of get back out on the course with you. Yeah, and then uh, you got Sweet and Sassy. Yep, Sweet and Sassy were on the same team, so I'm excited. Yeah, man, and this is and that was crazy. Like that was like one of those things. Like it was like last minute. Uh, Sam Hamill shot out to her. She was like, "Hey, cheese, let's make let's make a team. Screw it if it's not too late." And then she's like, "Yeah, it's like we can get my friend in." And then but she's like, "But we need a fourth person." I was like, "Oh my gosh, um, I need to think. I need to think." And I was like, "Figure like why not you? You know what I'm saying?" Yeah. And I figured, honestly, I thought you were going to have a team already, but no, man. Yeah, I would say, well, because I've never been able to play in it because I was already at school. So, like, I've never had, like, a team that's kind of, like, always been coming back every year. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be my first time playing in it. And I'm Same here. I'm ready to rock and roll. Hopefully, we can do well. We're, mm -hmm. we're probably not, not going to be the best team out there, but we're going to have the most fun. But, honestly, if I'm hearing from other people's perspectives on the event from I had in the podcast, right, they said, like, you know, yes, it's, it's fun to be competitive, but at the end of the day, you're having fun in general, and it's going for a good cause. Yeah, yeah, exactly, 100%. Yeah, obviously, you said that right now you want to, you know, just take a breather, you know, this, you know, first few years after graduating college, right? But eventually, would you like to go into coaching? Yeah, I definitely would uh, enjoy, like, going into coaching, kind of seeing if I can um, be around that and be around any sport, really, actually. But um, probably mostly football because I know the most about that and maybe even some baseball just because um, that's something that I kind of really – 
gravitated towards in high school. Obviously, I played those three sports, but um, yeah, that would be something that I would be interested in for sure. Just like you said, I just need to kind of take a step back right now because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff happening for me, so I just need to kind of like calm down, collect myself, and kind of get my feet under myself before I jump into anything else. And then go through like the learning curves you're going through, currently going through right now. Exactly. You don't want to add up, up those curves. Right, because you don't want to like, you know, stress yourself too much. Right, exactly. You had enough of that during college. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, um, Wes, honestly, best of luck to whatever you do later in the future, you know, involving, you know, the extracurricular activities. Um, so, and then, man, just like, you know, I'm always going to have your back, man. I'm always going to cheer for you. And then just thank you for being such a great friend to me. You've always been there for me, too, from my highs and lows. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And just keep grinding, cheese. And then, uh, with that being said, uh, do you have anything else you want to say or ask? No, I'm good. Just thanks for having me, and I appreciate you for allowing me to come back on after the, the quite a bit of time I've been off. So I really appreciate it, and it was great to talk to you again. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But we're not done yet. Yeah, this is the best part of the week. <laughs> yeah, this is the best part. But um, but yeah, like you said before, I go to this best part. Um, <laughs> it, it really is crazy how since you came on, like we talked about, this podcast has come a long way. But 100%. hey, I'm not done yet. I That's mean, what I like to hear. I have more ideas of who to get on stuff i'm more excited for the future too good that's what i like to hear cheese so with that being said wes it's the cheesy question of the day let's go so wesley today's cheesy question of the day is that if you started a youtube channel what kind of content would you post i would say like we talked about earlier but i think it would have to be golf like it just like having like i mean we're all bad so it would make it good if that makes sense so i think that um being able to go out there and kind of like whack the ball around with your friends and kind of post videos onto there and just see like the ups and downs of the game i think would be fun but i would say yeah definitely if i started a youtube channel i'd have to be like a golf oriented content that'd be awesome i I figured you would say like you know podcast or you know mug things i was because <laughs> <laughs> me and rafa always talk about doing mug things yeah that would be good that'd be good to just go out to like maybe a mexican spot me and you just sitting down just having a couple tacos or just, chick-fil-a <laughs> or chick-fil-a <laughs> yeah anything like that oh man no you can seriously get so creative you could with the youtube but once again that's like a whole nother investment another time 100 percent, and that's that takes a lot of time too like i mean obviously like editing this and putting this out takes a whole bunch of time too but if you have a full-time job and you're doing this it would be very hard to kind of post content on youtube right. and do that stuff but hey it's all about time management right 100%. like you learn yeah 100 percent. well let's once again like Dude, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy yes, schedule sir. to do this. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. No problem. And guys, thanks for listening. Please leave a review and rating and share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. And follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya. Peace.